there was a time in my career where I had I was doing three or four different things. So I was also doing the Indigenous education. So I was going into remote communities. Mm-hmm. I was working for Kiara doing the education and I was doing private practice as well. And it was my hats got a bit too, you know, confusing. And it was like I was I, I felt like I was kind of doing all three things, but none of them that well. And I, I had to take a step back and go, where do I want to put my energy? And so I kind of had to choose out of the Indigenous education and the Kiara, you know, role, the edu- doing the education for them. And, and it was what gave me more joy, what was more rewarding, you know, what was making me happier? What did I feel like was making more of a difference? And that was how I decided which ones to sort of streamline and into. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you all today? I hope that you're lovely and warm. Uh, My guest is lovely and warm today and I am freezing. We've had a bit of a cold snap here. So we've got Emma Park back. I was really excited to ask her to come back and she has agreed and she's an accredited functional nutritionist based in the Mornington Peninsula. And now she has two roles, and that's why I wanted her to come back today and talk to us, because not only is she a nutritionist, so seeing clients one-on-one, but and she's a community health educator, but she's also a clinical educator for Pyramedics, so Chiara products. So she's an industry leader in the field of gut health and the microbiome. And I really wanted to talk to Emma today about being a rep and what repping involved. And you know, this two this duality of life that we all have, because many of us have these two roles. But what's so special about Chiara as well? There's so much to learn from our reps. Even though we have this, oh, you know, that's telling us we're just being doctors and then we're just being told what to do and all the rest of it. But I actually find my reps to be really, really helpful because I learn other things and they come because they're practitioners as well. So I get to learn a load from my reps. I love my reps when they come to see me and it doesn't actually make me use products more because I use the product when I need it for a client. And the Kiara products are Kiara probiotics are actually quite specific, aren't they, Emma? So tell us about them and tell us about yourself in this role. Okay, cool. So thanks for having me on again. Um, so uh, first of all, probably I should say I'm not actually classic like the classic rep. That's not my role. So when I first started working with Kiara, it was as their um, clinical educator. So there was a little bit of a time when I did a a little bit of repping I think actually when I first met you in Adelaide when I came over there because our the the lady that was the sales account person but was, was having um, family stuff and so she couldn't do it and so I was like oh, I'll have a turn at doing that and I, what I learned from that was what I actually wasn't very good at that bit <laughs> but what I was <laughs> really good at I just didn't love it I didn't love that bit but what I did love was doing the education and so my first role with Kiara was doing um, an education presentation about that specific probiotic in maternity care and for breastfeeding outcomes because Kiara is a breast milk probiotic and I think one of the big differences with this company is it's a really tiny little company. Like when I first joined the team, there was only the CEO, two salespeople and me as the educator. So it was very, you know, we were really close 
Um, it was quite a unique opportunity and a unique role. So, yeah, the first thing was going to present to a bunch of um, maternal child health nurses at an education day. And then I was like, oh, I love this, you know. Like I'd already done a bit of sort of education before as far as, you know, community education and speaking to groups and I'd done some stuff at the local high school, speaking to teachers about nutrition and that. And I knew that I really loved doing education. But then, yeah, when I when I got this role with Kiara, I was like, um, this is awesome. And, and I think, like I said, it, it was quite unique because of the small company. And so with that, we were able to, the, the role, I guess, developed organically as the company grew as well. So again, that's, that's, that's quite unique, you know, like, mm-hmm. especially from my experience. So we were able to then, um, a part of that role was going to a lot of the professional conferences as well in that sort of maternity care field. So midwives, lactation consultant conferences, obstetric conferences, you know, so I learned a lot about that field. Not, not only did I get to go to the conference and, you know, talk to and engage with all these health professionals and tell them about this great probiotic and the scientific research behind it, but also got to listen to all the um, experts talking. So whenever there was a topic that was, you know, was yeah, up, you know, whether it's nutrition or gut health or microbiome, which, which in saying that, like for five or six years ago when I started with the company and we we're going to those professional conferences, there wasn't much talk about that. But over those last years, it was so good to see that at these you know professional conferences that there was a discussion around the microbiome and how that was impacting and looking at the scientific research and and educating but there was you know when you when you're talking to those health professionals from those fields there wasn't much education there was actually a really big gap there so again that was like a really um really rewarding position to be in to be able to do that education and make a difference and and I think that for, for any rep or educator from that perspective to be able to engage and empower your colleagues yep. is a really important role and like you said it's like we have you can totally learn stuff from your from your reps and educators it yep. does they're you know they're qualified passionate specialists you know like I became yep. such a specialist in that that field because of all because of that role and then I guess also my passion to make sure that I was presenting you know unbiased research as well that's something perhaps we should say here is you know I love my reps but I do take things with a pinch of salt if they're not out working in the field as well and a number of them aren't and yeah that's true I think it's really important because you're talking about conferences now and those are unbiased conferences that you're going to and those unbiased conferences that we have access to here the NHAA has an international conference that you know ATMS will put on symposiums and conferences so when we get those non-biased education we have to take that opportunity and we have to go for it so I've just um this year so the M H-A-N-Z, I might have got those letters around the wrong yeah. way, just had an online conference. So that's the Naturopaths and Herbalists Association of New Zealand had an online conference, which I delivered at. But anyway, so everyone in New Zealand knew about it. People in Australia want to know mm. about it. Um, but it was all non-biased education. And then coming up in September is the, it's just been moved actually, is the NZAMH, the New Zealand Herbalists and Natural Association. Yeah. Let's just put the letters around the other way and confuse everyone. Yeah. Come on, guys. Good one. Um, and but that's again an international conference. So unbiased education and unbiased education is really important because we really we it's just an amazing 
almost eclectic sometimes collection of talks that happen you learn so much and because there's so many speakers on you choose I'm going to go into that room and listen to that person I'm going to go into that room and listen to that person you know and as a presenter there was a and a trade table and delivering you also get to go into all of them as well so it's amazing going to conferences you do not people who are listening do not underrate a conference if you're thinking will I buy this company education will I go for dinner with this company education or will I save my pennies and go to the international conference save your pennies every time without a doubt save your pennies I, I go to every NHAA international conference and you don't have to be a member of the nhaa to go yeah so let's just uh, yeah There's love so a good, good conference I, love a good like and like i said i was really lucky in my role because that's quite unique to be able to go and do that and then also be allowed to go and listen to the presentations as well and and one of the things that again is super unique about kiara is when i was starting to do that education and talking about that strain of probiotic for you know, having clinical effectiveness in maternity care and breastfeeding outcomes, I said to them, I was like, there's other strains that have got good research for that different applications, so for GBS and for atopy and that. And I said, we should be talking about those strains in the education because I said at the end of the day, we want the mums and bubs to have the best outcomes. And again, super unique that I went to the CEO and said, can I talk about these other strains alongside the Kiara strain in this education module? So this is a accredited for the Australian College of Midwives from ANTAR because it's education-based. But I said I kind of got it across the line. I didn't have to push, but I was like, it makes our research look really strong as well because Kiara's got some really good solid research for breastfeeding outcomes and um, they're, they're continuing doing research on that strain. But to be able to put other strains in, and, and that, that's why we got the accreditation essentially because it is unbiased education. So then I was able to go and present that education at work at um, conferences so we did that at the Australian College of Midwives National Conference not last year obviously in 2019 I was due to do it again coming up at the National Conference in Sydney obviously that's not happening this year but we might be, be get an opportunity to do it online but yeah so again as an educator I, I really do try and keep it unbiased and I'm lucky that I have get to work for a company that lets me do that so again that's that's pretty unique but Again, but but like we said before, it's like that for people to as an alternate job to just doing clinical practice for me, it's awesome because I think for for me personally, just doing one on one consultation would is it, it's pretty hardcore. And if you're working on your own, because I work from home, that that you, you know you're seeing your patients, but not working within a group of or working within a team. Yep. I really love that about it as well. So for me, it's a really nice balance. Yeah, I've always I've always had to have the balance. Um, on the odd occasion where I've decided to step back and do one thing, I just haven't enjoyed it. I've needed yeah. to have something else. So yes, I had nursing, and then I had. Um, naturopathy and nutrition and herbalism and then from there I became a lecturer so then I dropped the nursing because I was lecturing and naturopathy and then Mm. from there it was so now that the lecturing all just stopped in 2020 so I've built more and more in that time into the mentoring and that's why I've got a podcast now that's why I've got the time to do these other things and it's why I created created the academy so that there's a group space for people to be in because when we do work from home and we're by ourselves and we haven't got that other job, let's not forget that having a family is another job, but that's pretty. the same people every day. Yeah, <laughs> that gets pretty boring pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. We know those people already. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and, you know, so totally we've got the family. I mean, there was a time there for me and I'm sure there was for you as well where you had to focus on family and there was just a little bit of work outside of that. And then the work grows as the family grows up. Yeah. Totally. I went back to uni when my kids were in primary school. Mm. So I was a mature age nutritionist. Like I, you know, did a lot of stuff before that. But when I realised what I wanted to do when I grew up, I was already 30 something. (laughs) So I went back to uni when my kids are in primary school. And that was a real balance. You know, it took me five years to finish my degree because they were little. I was a single mum, you know, but I knew you know, I was super passionate about it and I knew what I was doing was right. And that's the same as when I got off of the job with Kiara, you know, like it was a, you know, do you, would you like to do this role? And I was like, yes, like I would love to do that. I hadn't done that kind of stuff before, but I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And like you say, things change and it grows organically. And then you go, you take the next opportunity or you go, oh, I'm, I see a gap, you know, we talked about in the other podcasts yeah. about a gap in the, you know, knowledge base of your clients so you can create an online program. Like, you know, to be able to do different things is is great. And I think in our profession we really have the opportunity to do whatever we yeah. want, you know, like and, and it's really cool So to be able to and learn as you go and you never stop learning. Never. And I think, you know, again, like what you're saying about conferences, you know, it's such a great source of education and, inf- and unbiased information and you can just yeah you, you see what other people are doing it's also great way. I mean ideally when we can go in person yeah. to engage with you know other people and you know make bonds with our colleagues and yeah I think it's our profession is amazing like that yeah now you know we have that collaboration kind of thing and 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 we're willing you know there's lots of people out there that have done that before you and that are willing to help yeah, the, I mean, the conference, the feel of being at a real conference is amazing and can't be passed up. When yeah. that, that opportunity arises, you just have to make it happen, even if you're sleeping on someone's floor up and wherever yeah. it might be. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the I remember the first conference I went to was in Canberra and NHAA one, and so I had to take the whole family because you know the kids yeah. are really little. Weird. Yeah, um, she was. Yeah, she was a toddler. Eve was a toddler. So I couldn't really leave everybody in Adelaide and go to Canberra. So I made everybody come with me. Yeah. And um, and it was just so exciting that very first one. But I did go in, I came home. My husband goes to conferences all the time. And I went home and I said, Oh, one of them was the I went, you know, it was like 40 minutes of my life. And I wasn't sure about being in this room or that room. And I chose this room and then I stayed because I didn't want to leave. And he just looked at me and he went, you don't like it, you know, in the first five minutes, you get up and you leave in the first five minutes, you just go. Then they have to know not to take it personally, that in actual fact, you aren't interested in their topic or the topic isn't as you thought it was going to be. So, but get up, do it quietly and do it quickly. And I was like, I wish you'd told me that before. Yeah, before. Mm. That always (laughs) happens, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, good conferences and you're like, there's, you know, three breakout sessions or whatever. Oh, I want to go to all of them. (laughs) I love the ones that go over a few days and they repeat them. So you get an opportunity to, you know, like maybe go this one this day and the next one the next day. That doesn't always happen though. No, it doesn't always happen. So, yeah, breakout rooms are great, but at the same time it's like you're left going, no, what do I do? (laughs) And then you catch up with all your friends and colleagues after and you're like, what happened in that one? Or you remember when we went to that, I can't remember which one it was, like take notes for me in that one because I really want to come and I'll take notes for you in this one. That's another (laughs) We'll swap notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Get get all the information. Get all the information. So conferences are amazing. Working with, you know, in two jobs is kind of, 
I mean, you can sort of go, oh, it's too much for me. But what I always found is seeing too many clients was actually emotionally too much for me, emotionally yeah. draining because, you know, they're sick. That's why they're seeing you. They've got a yeah. lot going on. And so yeah. you've got yeah. all of all of their problems and you're wanting to research them and do all of the things. And I've always found I had a maximum. If I went over 15 a week, if I didn't have somebody else in there, so if I had more than 15 a week, I get a student in with me mm -hmm. to have a uh, new graduate. I did because then they could make the herbs or do whatever it was that needed doing while I was seeing the client. Now, of course, I'm online. It's a bit different because I get other people to make it. Yeah. <laughs> everything's, yeah. everything's found out. I've changed it all. So everything comes from um, wholesalers now at, and drop shipped. So there's yeah. very little coming directly from me. So that's freed up time. Mm. But, but we didn't have that. You couldn't do that yeah. before. That that whole practice, online dispensary for practitioners is new. That's only happened in the last few years, right? That, yeah. that was a godsend when you're in a small clinic or a part-time clinic to not have to have a dispensary. Like that was a game changer for me. Game changer. Yeah. yeah. Absolute game changer. I, I used to carry. So you obviously can't see and those people who are listening, listening on the podcast won't be able to see. But um, I've got a fireplace in the middle of the room and both sides are shelves on the fireplace. And at the top is all books. And at the bottom on the left is books, but all through the central area was all um, nutritionals. I had another cupboard full of nutritionals on the right-hand side of the fireplace, that entire, all the way up. I need a ladder to get to the books. That is all herbs and nutritionals. And I had another shelf as well. that was full of herbs. Mm -hmm. So now I've reduced it down it's definitely probably a third to a quarter of what it used to be. Mm. I don't have a dispensary at all. Yeah. At and all. I, yeah. And I only have a dispensary because I've still got those herbs. Yeah. To use them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to use up my herbs. Yeah. So, and I do get nutritionals because I can't help myself. Yeah. Um, I'll see something and I want to try it. So, yeah. you know, and as people who, who are in strictly education and support, and they'll see me shaking my bottle or any, any of the groups that I run, They'll see me with my bottle full of powders because I do like a powder. Mm. So I'll take the herbs and I'll take the powder. Lousy with tablets, lousy with yeah. tablets. But that's the thing is there have been so many changes and we've learned so much as we've gone on. And there are so many people out there who can help us. There's mentors and there's groups. I've got the academy. We've got these places to go. But at the end of the day, I sometimes think we need that other outlet. We need that other job to, it's kind of uses a different side of our brain. You know, the just seeing the one-to-one -one client, um, I think can be very stressful. And I think we head to burn out that bit faster. But it's even pretty draining. Other, okay. yeah, it can be pretty draining. intense. And because we get the very complex, very you know, often, not always, but a lot of the time our, our patients are very complex or that their end of their health journey and they've, you know, like seen a million other practitioners yep. or doctors or came out the other end of mainstream with no answers. You know, they can be pretty sick by the time we get them. Yeah. And, um, and so having this another outlet and sometimes because in our last podcast, we talked about your program. So even if somebody doesn't have another job as such, having a program is still another outlet and working because we have to have another outlet, I believe. Yes. So it might be that you don't have another job and you're an artist. Or you're a gardener. Yes, totally. Or, yep. you know, there isn't, you are just doing the one-to-one, -one, but in actual fact, you have another outlet. So perhaps rather than calling it another job, I should call it another outlet. Yeah. Because there's another. Having a balance. Having yeah. a balance, making sure we're really balanced so that we avoid that burnout, which is really prevalent in our industry um, because, you know, there's nobody there or there's no other outlet and you're just going and doing that job. Mm. You're going home and then you're trying to, 
wind down from that job and yet you're not because you're still studying your clients and doing the things so you've got to have that other outlet and a a proper regular outlet I feel and I think and too and knowing and something that you're passionate about as well and you love that's like you know talking about some kind of creative venture or gardening or earthing or you know whatever those things are really important as well because then they come into self-care but what I was thinking of there was a time in my career where I had I was doing three or four different things. So I was also doing the Indigenous education. So I was going into remote communities. I was working for Kiara doing the education and I was doing private practice as well. And it was my hats got a bit too, you know, confusing. And it was like I was, I felt like I was kind of doing all three things, but none of them that well. And I, I had to take a step back and go, where do I want to put my energy? And so I kind of had to choose out of the Indigenous education and the Kiara, you know, role, the edu- doing the education for them. And, and it was what gave me more joy, what was more rewarding, you know, what was making me happier? What did I feel like was making more of a difference? And that was how I decided which ones to sort of streamline it into. And at the time, it was, it was, it was hard working in that Indigenous education space. Like, and so the, it was an obvious choice to me to, you know, to move into the, to the yeah. care education more and just sort of keep those two roles because I did feel I was spreading myself a bit thin, like I said. So it's like yeah. that can happen too when you're a yes person. I'm like every opportunity that comes my way, I'm like, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Well, I'm still parenting teenagers and stuff like that. But, yeah, that would probably a little bit of advice that I'd go if you feel like you're spreading yourself out too much, you come back and, you know, choose the things that are really rewarding and that you really love. Yeah, totally. Really have a, you know, a, a pros and cons. If you're worried about where you're going and what you're doing, have a pros and cons. And with that pros and cons, have almost another section of where can I go with this? Mm. So it's all very well saying, you know, um, I want to work in the shoe shop. I want to work in um, one-to-one practice and I want to carry on being a nurse. Um, so where are you going to go with those things? So what is that shoe shop going to give you? It's going to give you some exercise running up and down, getting shoes for people and standing up and down and squatting. So that's an alternative probably to a gym membership, but that's about it. And sometimes we have to go, you know, that isn't going to get me any further. One-to-one, what can I do as well with that? Well, I could do programs. Um, I can, you know, I keep my own brain going. I'm seeing people, I'm meeting people. I could learn something new. I could learn another modality um, because I will be able to use it within what I'm doing that's or you could specialize and you could niche you know like that's and niche yeah that's the other thing as well I should say is it's all very well learning all these different modalities but how do they fit into your practice yeah how are you going to use them Mm -hmm. you know what are you going to do with that knowledge once you have it how will it expand your practice and what will you do with it where will you go with that yeah everyone with questions today that was cool and one quick add-on I'll say that about that learning other modalities I've done that a bit recently in that last couple of years through doing my own education and doing my own development and coaching and so now I've actually done training in coaching and I've combined the coaching in with the nutritional medicine and that's been a really good complement you already do a bit anyway like we're already always doing that when we're when we're consulting and working in private practice but I've really developed that skill set and I'm doing a lot more of that now so I do obviously the physiology as well but a lot of that sort of um, behavioral stuff and that's been a really 
really great um, way that my my practice and the way I'm consulting has has moved forward again totally organically. I've been doing the work for myself and going, oh, this is so important. I can't wait to share this with my clients. And yeah, that's been really yeah. nice. Yeah. So the um, which brings me along to the fact that I'm bringing out a coaching course for nutritionists and and naturopaths <laughs> because. Yeah. Exactly the same. I did my coaching course years ago. And then of course I did my hypnosis, which hypnosis has a lot to do with NLP and communication mm. and the coaching. And then I keep getting it from everyone is, you know, how do I get these people to stay on? How do I get them to do what I want them to do? I've told them to do this and they won't do it. No, nobody's going to t- do anything if you tell them to. So the, yeah, so the coaching um, course is coming out in October. Cool. So the, oh, that's um, for practitioners to learn how to do more coaching with their clients. With their clients. So the, um, so it's coming out, it's for practitioners. So it's for one-to-one practitioners. So really you probably don't even, you know, nutritionist, herbalist, naturopath, homeopath, anyone who's doing a one-to-one consult who needs, who's got that physiology background, who's trying to get somebody to change habits, mm. not just to, you know, you know, you want to get them to exercise, but people have to take that change on themselves. And that's what coaching is all about is getting yeah, them totally. to do it, not you. Yeah. Because you every yeah, most people know what to do, but it's yeah. they don't do it, right? And yeah, just addressing the physiology will get them so far. But then that behavior the underlying behavior, the underlying belief systems, you know, the yeah. programming and all of why they're sabotaging, you know, like all of that stuff. And that that's all the coaching stuff. And that it's like being a game changer for my clients as well because you can get people so well with physiology but they'll either fall off the wagon or come back and sit you know like oh yeah my gut health heaps better a year later they're ringing you back oh I'm back where I was yeah yeah and that's the evidence as well as it takes a year to change a habit yeah yeah and so you know you've got to be coaching these people and that's why um, big programs works you know Weight Watchers is successful because they see everybody once a month or once a fortnight or whatever it is and yes, it's for a weigh-in, but they're seeing everyone and they keep them motivated because mm. you're changing a habit. And if you don't spend a year changing that habit, the body doesn't really change. Mm. So, you know, and we have to do that in a positive way. And that's yeah. what coaching is all about. So yeah. it's, I, I found it a totally necessary component once yeah. I, because I, I wasn't, so how long ago did I do it? on oh, no, a certificate behind a screen counselor yeah. um five six years ago something like that but what i had noticed is my nursing i would say do this do this do this take this take this take this and i mean you can get that off the internet mm, yeah. but if you don't have the right way of getting them to go i will take it mm. i will do this let me do that and that's what the coaching is that's changing the mindset so that they're in charge and they're congratulating yeah. themselves and they understand their whys and wherefores and the underlying reasons that they are or aren't doing what they're doing so mm. it's really interesting but yeah, yeah. so my course is coming out that's so great. that we can connect our um so thank you for bringing yeah. that up without oh. even knowing about it that's, no um, i didn't know about it but it's like like i said i've done numerous training and different coaching methods and with different coaches and then sort of like I'm sure you have you develop your own way of doing it and what works and and specific for our profession as well you know to be able to pair it with that physiology is just really powerful for for um for clients and there's a lot of people out there that need that so it's Mm -hmm. good I think it's really good that that we're because you know when you go to uni you do a little bit of counseling I think you do two two semesters of I didn't, I didn't have to do it because I was already a nurse. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember doing, 
foundations counselling or something and it was, you know, like direct questioning or open-ended questions, just all stuff that you were already doing anyway, you know, like being a good practitioner, being able to build rapport with people and, you know, read people's, you know, where their, where their needs are at, you know, how much information you can give, all of those things, uh, skills that make you a good practitioner. But you can also learn that stuff as well by doing a bit more training in that in that area if you're a little bit um, not as confident. I think for me, because I was a mature age student, I had a lot of life skills that I was able to put into that. Um, mm-hmm. I was already good at talking to people and making them feel comfortable, building rapport, those kind of things. Yep. But if you're a, a new grad then and a younger one, then you maybe haven't not as confident in that area, then it's, it's a great area to do some more training in. Yeah, yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. the other thing is being older, because I was an older one as well, and that you're a bit set in your way. So it's really good to do a course that reminds you that in actual fact, it's not about do this, do that. Remember, we have mm. to talk, we have to ask, we have to get listen board. And so as a mature age student, there was mm. a bit of change of mindset for me. And yeah. it was very eye-opening, I rem- you know, and I still use what I learned then and so yeah it's time mm-hmm. for me to teach it but anyway enough about me awesome <laughs> thank you Emma for coming back and talking to us about that variety of um what goes on with you and your life and we had a really good chat about these conferences and about combining things it's been great I thought so we covered a lot of ground in that it was good yeah it's been great thank you so much for joining us today and um listeners do the usual thing please i'd love you to give me a five-star review if you wouldn't mind and make some comments on your preferred platform so thank you very much for spending some time with us and i'll catch up with all the listeners soon and thank you so much emma for being with us today oh you're welcome thanks for having me it was awesome thanks so much for joining me today don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning, and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.